Welcome to another episode of For The Culture Podcast, a soccer podcast for us, by us. It's the best kept secret in soccer today. You got your boy Grego here. Ringo and, and Coach are out doing back-to-school duties. It's the first week of school here in Atlanta, so good luck to all you kiddos out here. We're still out here burning them in that oil, uh, talking soccer. Uh, in their place, I got I got my boys from Atlanta United Fan TV. Got AJ, got Mark. Introduce yourselves, man. What's up? Thanks What's for having up? us, man. Yeah, welcome back from me. Yes, yes, yes. Back again first for the second time. time. Right, right. First yes. time, first time guest, a uh, long time lawyer. Yes, yes, right. yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I've done uh, your show a couple times, uh, both out in the streets and and at the crib. So yeah, it's about time you you, you came on, came through here. I'm glad to have you on, man. Glad to be on. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, cool, cool. Like I said, we are out here burning the midnight oil. We are recording this live after the Orlando City Atlanta United. Uh, U.S. Open Cup semifinal. We will get to that shortly because you know the home team does does their thing. You know, as always, uh, we got we got a, a great show for you guys tonight. Uh, we you know this past week has actually been pretty slow, and then all of a sudden, the, the past like forty eight hours, like things have picked the fuck up. Yeah, DC United, man. What the hell? Yeah, man. Like in all the news. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let, let's let's get into that real quick. So. Let's 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 rewind this though. Like the past week, uh, word came out last week that Rooney was was looking to probably go back home at the latest by when his contract ran out uh, last uh, next year. Uh, word word starts um, brewing. Basically, his wife wanted no parts of staying here. She wanted to go back home as soon as possible. And, you know, hey, sometimes, you know, some people don't like America. You know, it's like, you know, I'm, it just, you know, they're comfortable where, where, where they're from. And they, hey, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, so over the weekend, uh, word came out that, you know, they were looking into options as far as possibly becoming a, um, a manager back back home in England. Of course, you know, you're thinking, you know, Rooney's 34. You know, he's not that old. Like, I'm, old, I'm older than him, man. Like, like Jesus. Like, like he's a baby. <laughs> but player manager, it, it makes sense. He still gets to get a little bit of a run out. You know, right. but but why? Because, <laughs> so, uh, it came out today on, on Tuesday that he got hired with Derby County. Uh, I think they're still in the, in the championship. They, they didn't get promotion, yeah. right? So perpetual championship. Uh, they came know. close because you know yeah. Lampard got them, almost got them there last year. And mm-hmm. they like, let's get another big name. Let's see if they can do it. You know, so this year they're going going with Rooney. Now, mind you, he's still going to play here in DC until finish up the season here. Yeah. Now let me let me get y'all's opinion on this. If you're going to manage a club. Why would you keep playing elsewhere and not make that team your priority? Well, I think, yeah, for him, I think more because he's going to be a coach. So he's part of a setup so he can learn a little bit, right? Yeah. I think that definitely helps him in his future prospects because, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think he has his badges yet. So Yeah, which is another better. thing. I'm like, okay, like, yeah. you, like you just, like, 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 what, like, what are we doing this for? Like, really? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, because Derby have a coach. Obviously, they have a manager in place. You know, to... yeah, uh, Philip Koku, which, which he's actually a pretty, pretty up, uh, pretty good up and coming coach. So. Right, yeah. So it's not like Rooney's like taking on all of those duties. I think, yeah, it's especially for him, it's a first coaching job, so uh, it's a learning experience. I think 
That's what he gets out of it, and he gets to keep playing. Because I think, you know, I think obviously he wants to keep playing. That's why he signed with DC, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, it's just a matter of maybe other circumstances, like we mentioned, the family aren't working out uh, like he would want. So mm-hmm. then maybe Derby is another compromise where he gets to play, he gets to gain some coaching experience, he gets to go back to England. So mm-hmm. I, I, can rash, I can understand from that perspective. Yeah, and he also hasn't uh, lived outside of uh, a what twenty thirty mile radius from his home in. That's wild. Like uh, when you really think about it. Yeah, yeah. in England. Yo, so, yeah. yeah. So you know, a huge departure going to DC, which is like super hot. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, ridiculous uh, kind of climate difference there. And uh, yeah, so it's I think it's understandable from his regard, but uh, I think that early, I think without. Pretty much, it's he's been here over a year. Yeah, 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 just so a year. Yeah, it it will it will be like a year and a half. Yeah, when he finishes this or sees out this season. Mm-hmm. So, and then what happens? Like, you no, know, like what if you know? I think DC is still still in, in a good position to make the playoffs. So sure, you know, so they still. They made some big moves. Well, I mean, yeah. well, of course, they're they're already working on trying to replace him, like like big time, yeah. like, right? One, one, one of your boys, AJ. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think that. But, <laughs> oh yeah, as it yeah. yeah, yeah, that big whisper. Uh, yeah, that that was a huge whisper, decided. right? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, more than a whisper, probably. Yeah, maybe like a yeah, yin yang twins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, nonetheless, yeah, no, I think Ozil. Uh, that doesn't make the most sense at the moment because uh, I think he still has a part to play for Emery at Arsenal, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I mean, I think I guess things have to really go off the rails for us to make the move in January. I mean, if it actually is, he's still only thirty. Yeah. So, but what if, uh, let's say, for example, Arsenal picks up Dybala, or they pick up like a mm-hmm. another midfielder or they need defense, man. They need. Yeah, we sure. absolutely <laughs> need something like a center back, a left back, yeah. a right back uh, for depth. Anyway, but for for quality, man. And, well, yeah, Bellerin when he comes back, yes, absolutely. I think that uh, Bellerin can't play all all, all four sure. positions. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And um, yeah, and I think we're we're making the strides to to try to maybe make that happen. Uh, up in Makano is like a guy who's being linked with us, but in terms of I think the plausibility. I mean, we have two days before the window closes because which 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 just right. blows my mind. I'm like yeah. like. <laughs> why? Like, why would you shortcut yourself as far as you know that the shortening the transfer window to to win this because the season's um, EPL season starts this week this weekend. Apparently, so. it was something I think that the managers really it was something that a lot of EPL managers complained about. So I think like that put pressure on the ownerships and they kind of they voted on that. But I agree. I mean, like I don't I don't understand why. The Premier League feels like it has to be different from the other leagues. Like it's the last one to adopt. Because we, we got money. That's why. Yeah, like we're the you know we're not European. They're you know soon to be not European at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. So I, I I don't know. I don't get it. I think yeah, they're hurting this. But I mean, they've at the same time the Premier League has probably brought in more players, certainly high profile players than any other league. I would think, right? Well, it's just because they have the money, right? right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like you you, you have like mid table teams that that can bring in relatively big names. So like that's that kind of shows you like how how big the EPL is right now. Like you can yeah. have, you know. Moise Keane go to Everton. Yeah, like that's, that's just wild. Ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Wolves doing what they're doing. Yeah, and yeah. It's just like they're and 
I mean, before Pepe signed with Arsenal, I mean, it pretty much was like we were less than some of the mid-table teams yeah. in terms of what we were doing. Like we yeah. hadn't made a signing more than about you know sixty million, and you know you right. have the likes of like Wolves and Everton making like big money moves. It's right. ridiculous. Yeah, man. But, but circling back to Rooney, like let me just get yeah. the, the, button, yeah. the button that one up. Do you think that between him and Koku this year, do you think that they can get over the hump and um, get um, promotion this year? Uh, no. <laughs> I, they get close I, again. Like mm. Yeah, get close again. That's what I think. Because they did lose a couple uh, players that helped them last season, which were Chelsea Loney's. And, um, and, I mean, we still have to see how Koku – and, you know, Rooney yeah, cause like, does. Because like, what, because... what happens if he shits to bed and it's like, okay, you know, he, you know, like, do you fire him? Like, okay, like, he's part of Rooney's squad, so we got to get rid of Rooney too before he even gets there. Like, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of variables here. Just like, 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 this could really go wrong before he even gets there. And well, that's... Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of positives as well. I mean, you've seen what... Rooney has done for DC United as well. They've he's pretty much revitalized but that, that, uh, that. But he has, of course, he had to get there first. That's that's all the sure. way in January. So sure. a lot could happen between August mm-hmm. and January to where mm-hmm. you know by the time he gets there, he just trying to keep them like where, where they're at. Well, yeah. is that not unlike the situation that DC United were in when Rooney came in? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. uh, it's going to be very interesting, I think. Uh, but I think Rooney still. I mean, he's got the goods to be able to. He's, he's kind of shown that. I mean, yeah. yeah, championship is a little bit higher of a level slightly, maybe definitely more physical. But uh, in terms of promotion, uh, no, they're still going to be – what, their 12th year in championship? It's going to be the 13th. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, but I do like their kids. I'll, I'll say that much. Yeah. But, yeah, but, um, but, yeah, I think that – yeah, I, I think they'll get back into the playoff again. But, you know, like, the – Watch having watched the playoffs last year. One, I wish we had that here. Of course, you know, I could, I could go all day about promotion relegation. We should have a show on that. <laughs> but but, uh, but no, I, I think that you know, especially once you get to Webley, it's like it, it's such a crapshoot. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. it really comes down to luck, and you know, like who's yeah. who's healthy, at the, who's still healthy at, at that point. Because I think everyone thought that you know Lampard was going to get Derby up up to the Premier League. Of course, it's, it, it was still enough for him to get to Chelsea. So, you know, right. he, he still did a good enough job there. So, you know, I, I, I just think that between now and January when, when Rooney gets there, it's going to be very interesting to see, like, see like, like how they do course. You know, for those of you who do follow the championship and do have a, a club, you know, at, at that level, you know, like it's, it's a very scrappy Scrappy, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, former place. So, uh, it, it, it's a lot, a lot of good stuff to see. Of course, you can see it on ESPN Plus. You know, if you, if you had that, just you know, yeah, like five bucks a month. Of course, you get that MLS Live. Like you get, you got a lot, a lot of good soccer. Serial, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I'm glad that you know. Of course, usually it's it's a bit of a United Echo Chamber. Of course, we got a Chelsea supporter here. We got a uh, Arsenal supporter here. You know, like. I'm 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 gonna forward this one over over to you, AJ, because we 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 mentioned it a, a second ago as far as uh, you know Arsenal needing help on the back line, but y'all have actually splashed some cash. Like y'all got Nicholas Pepe. Like like yeah. like how's it feel to actually show that y'all got some money? Right. No, right. no, uh, we all had our uh, our doubts when Josh Kroenke said that you know you guys need to be excited, and we were all like bullshit. Man. Yeah, <laughs> like, we ain't gonna do so. Like our. Our biggest move is going to be what? Uh, Ceballos coming in. Oh, that's our big move. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, but yeah, he uh, he proved us wrong. And, uh, you know, he at least saves face a little bit 
the Cronkies are okay for this transfer window. Yeah. So, uh, and yeah, you know, uh, Raul Sunelli and Edu, they've done some bits. Nicola Pepe, man, yeah, like he's a player that was wanted by other clubs, other big clubs. Mm-hmm. Liverpool wanted him. I mean, for us to, to be on kind of the front foot and be assertive, make that move uh, before anybody else really could, could move in. I mean, Napoli was in there a little bit, but mm-hmm. I mean, other than that, yeah, Pepe, I mean, that's, he's, he's, he, I'm gushing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I am just like savoring at the uh, the thoughts of uh, you know Abba and Laka. That attack, I am just drooling. Uh, and especially you throw in a little bit of Ceballos, throw in a little bit of Ozil. Um, yeah, I think our attack is fantastic. Yes, that back line still needs to be addressed. It's like the uh, you know kind of Tata Martino kind of mindset almost. I think uh, where we might you know win a lot of games three two or lose them two three. Because mm-hmm. it's just going to be uh, a lot of a lot of attacking, and if we a lot of attack, yeah, and oh, if we yeah. have to start Mustafi at any point, is going to be which is uh, diabolical. Because <laughs> got his move. Koscielny got his move to Bordeaux, and uh, well, he wanted to go to Rennes, but still, whatever, whatever. Uh, we go, we go where we tell you to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's uh, he was he wanted uh, to go on a free, like he wanted us to cancel his this contract and like for. The captain to do that, to not go to preseason and travel yeah. with the team, it was such a terrible look. It was just like, at this point... I get it, but at the same time, I, d- I get yeah. it, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I guess, you know, given his service at the club, you know, you think that, you know, hey, you know, do me this favor, you know, just, let me, just let me walk. And it's like, nah, you still got some value, man. Like, you know, we yeah. can get you, you know, get a little, little bit I of mean, change I mean, that's a huge you. ask, too, to ask to cancel the contract. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah, you just don't do that in terms of, uh, you know, as a player, as a captain. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just... Kind of very, I, I've kind of, uh, in one sense, written off a little bit of Koscielny yeah. because of that. Mm-hmm. I still appreciate all that he's done, but right. it just, like pissed me off to know him. Because, as, you know, our captainship has been this revolving door of people that are about to leave. <laughs> so, in terms of that, it's like, can we find a damn captain that is actually going to stay and be an example that, uh, you know, is a shining example of like circa the 2000s where you know we had so many guys that were just uh you know yeah, titans. Been the captain yeah, titans you had yeah. Henri and Bergkamp exactly. and Vieira and it's like right. you know it's like ever since uh I want to say like that that blow up with uh William Gallus it's like everything's just been mm. yeah. yeah I mean that that whole thing was just crazy being with uh him wearing the number 10 as a defender it's just it's weird <laughs> it's, it's all weird to begin with but uh and yeah and Gallus man just uh yeah, here is them. So <laughs> can we move on from that? <laughs> but you know, of course, like I said, we we got we got Mark back. Uh, one of our resident uh, that's a signature man. <laughs> that's an inside joke. But uh, but no, I, I, um, of course, y'all haven't been able to do, not, do nothing. But y'all, uh, since y'all still had the transfer ban, but right. you still have you know the second best American player you know in in the world. You know Christian Pulisic on. Uh, on your squad, and I mean his, his name's not Tyler Adams, so you know, I mean it is what it is. I actually agree with that, but fair enough. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. no, like he's actually had a pretty good start uh, in preseason now uh, with, with Chelsea. Like, uh, tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's uh, he had that appearance against uh, no, it wasn't Monken, it was uh, it was Salzburg, yeah. Salzburg, where he scored twice. Yeah, um, no, I think he's come on. I think he's come on pretty decently. I think it's a combination of. Uh, Tempering expectations to a degree, but I think mm-hmm. it's actually set up 
things are set up for him to succeed because he's going to play. Like mm-hmm. most importantly, he's more than likely going to play in a favorite position. I guess he's going to start on the left wing. Yeah, that's like yeah. Yeah. Um. And so uh, yeah, I mean, because he'll because uh, Hudson Odoi is still recovering. Mm-hmm. He's probably the most creative player in the lineup right now. Um. So I think. I, I'm glad he's getting his opportunity. And then and at what's happening at Chelsea overall is, um, I guess you could say it's a new era. Yeah, it, we talked about it last week. You know, they, it's a kind of gentler, gentler Chelsea. You know, that they're trying to calm down on the, uh, on the offensive behavior. You know, in, <laughs> For in the one, stands. Right, so, right. well, anytime you don't have Diogo Costa anymore, that's a good start. <laughs> so, but, uh. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, yeah. So like hiring Lampard, a manager with uh, yes, he's a big name, but he only has one year of experience under his belt. I think that uh, the sense I get from the fan base, and like I'm just. You know, from my engagements on Twitter, is that yeah, like we're ready for uh, to give Lampard time, you know, mm-hmm. and to give these players time. That's that's really important things because these uh, the academy teams, like the youth teams, have dominated at that level, mm-hmm. and uh, but those players so far have not been able to break through. But I think at the same time, this particular generation of players, like. Loftus Cheek, like Mason Mount, like Reese James, like Hudson Adoy, and others. I think this is probably the best generation of Chelsea talent you know, yet. You know? I think so. the biggest thing there is that, you know, you, uh, Chelsea, I think for the longest time, had the reputation of where they never really promoted from from within. It was always, you know, buy, buy, buy from elsewhere. Yeah. So and their like, infamous loan system as yeah. well. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, I think, you know, I think there's a combination to that as well because, uh, you know, when the money came in, the money also went to the uh, youth academies. And so I think for a while, the especially uh, from the first Mourinho era on, right. the type of players that they brought in were some of the best in the world, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's like to break into that team, you can understand it's pretty difficult. And then the expectations as well, you know, right. my managers are cycling in and out because it's like if you're not – if you're not competing uh, for for a title with this group of players that we have, then you got to go. Like, that was basically the policy. Yeah. 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 So, you know, that's always going to be difficult for you to break in in that situation. That's I- always a difficult thing. Like, I think with any of the big money uh, clubs, like, where you have so much money that, you know, because it's such a win-now mentality, it's like, okay, you know, we don't really have time to really wait on you to kind of break through. It's more like, okay, if you're not – if you if you're not ready to step in right now, like you got like maybe like a, a very tight window to prove yourself. Otherwise, it's like boop, you know, you might exactly. get a, you might get a loan, you might get sold off right away. But otherwise, you know that that the option is really not there. That's yeah, and then that's why they use the loan system as well because it's like well, we can't find these guys playing time. We need to loan them out, you know, and then. But then, like, some guys would just keep getting loaned out or, you know, they wouldn't really – they still wouldn't really have a plan for players. It, was just, it would just be on a year-to-year basis. And now it seems like, like, for example, they've re-signed uh, Loftus-Cheek and mm-hmm. Mount and they're going to re-sign Reese James. They'll hopefully re-sign Hudson-Odoi. They're trying to. But, like, that, you know, that in itself shows, like, there's a, you know, more of a long-term plan here. And then, of course, all these players are staying and they're actually going to compete for playing time at the team this season. You know, so whether or not Chelsea competes for a title, I think, is secondary. I mean, it'd be nice if they make, like, a cup run or something like that. But for the most part, I think the most important thing is uh, letting, one, letting Lampard get his feet wet because he's still a young manager. Mm -hmm. And then letting these players also 
develop, make their mistakes, and you know just play consistently and figure out their games. Yeah, I think for order for that to work, they have to kind of go against what they've been known to do. Because like mm-hmm. I, I had a conversation with another uh, friend of mine who's also manages to be a Chelsea supporter. I don't know how that even happens, but <laughs> but, uh, but no, but it's like it's like it's the most. It's the most stablest, unstable club in the world. Right. Because, like, you look at, like, all the different managerial changes, like, over the past decade. Because, of course, it goes right back to 10 years ago when they got rid of uh, Mourinho. Like, you know, this like, all the big-name mm-hmm. managers that have come in that time. I would and, argue Barcelona and Real Madrid uh, are kind of 1-1A one one in that regard, too, though. What, for, cycling through managers? For well, the most stable, unstable clubs. Because, yeah, I, I, mean, I, we'll I, would, I would definitely say Real would, would fall in that. Like, Barcelona is kind of different only because they they always seem to kind of, like, hire guys within their system. Like, the one mm-hmm. guy that they really yeah, didn't... The whole Lamaze system. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the yeah. only guy that they didn't mm-hmm. that didn't kind of fit that was was our guy, Tata. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, well, of course, he only lasted one year. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. Yeah. You know, but I mean, I agree with that as well. I think that, yeah, I think that the uh, the big name, like long term manager thing, was mostly an English thing. I think, especially over the last fifteen twenty years. I think mm. if you it, on the continent, more so, you see like you know constant change. You yeah. know, even with the big teams, because it's like yeah, you have to maintain that level. And and like Pep, for example, in his first era at Barca. Essentially burned out. Like the man literally lost his hair. You know, I, I think like, I think he was on his way already. No, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think that you know that first year for him just went so perfectly for him that it's like how do you how do you top that? And I think you know for some for some coaches you know you 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 get so trophy hungry that you know mm-hmm. it'll it'll honestly stress you out. Like like we we've seen it like here in America as well, like in other sports and. If you if that is your thirst and that is what you know That's that is your drive, yeah. it, it can wear you out easily, easily. Sure. You know, but I think that like I said, you know, I personally I would I would love to see Lampard actually at least get time there. Yeah, you know, because I think that you know, especially you know, as you're talking about bringing in you know a guy who served the club as a player for such a long time where it's only a matter of time before they fi- figure out a way to bring terry back up in there either as president or coach. <laughs> right. yeah you know, drug ones yeah yeah you know bring, bring the whole because they, they brought um they brought in my guy michelele in as a as a coach um i just i heard about that this week as well right so and then check is uh has a director role yeah or so, something like that yeah but, um, and that doesn't always work. No, but, you know, in terms of bringing you know the the old guard back to kind of you know relive the glory days and right. you know bring in the new new guard. You have to yeah. have the structure yeah. for that because like like mm-hmm. like a team like Bayern like they do that stuff like like clockwork. But like not every club is built like that. Like you really have to have the structure to be like, okay. Like we're building our guys to really serve the club long term, but well beyond you know their their playing days. Yeah. And you know if, if you don't have that, it's like okay like. Like, are, do these guys really know how to really, you know, run a club, or are they just, you know, are they just names, you know, because the club, the fans like them, right? Because yeah. what is the club ethos of Chelsea? Like, what? How is Lampard going to play? Do you, do you have an like, inkling of what's like happening? Other than, uh, I mean, like, I think he's going to play with like a standard 4-2-3-1 or 4-3-3 shape. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, could be, a, you know, attacking or really... Right, exactly. Right, exactly. Way, I think right. I think he's going to be flexible. That's the thing. Like, yeah. I think, um, you know, when people hear the term pragmatic, they think defensive. But yeah. 
at its basis, pragmatism is flexibility. And I think that Lampard will all his teams will always be tactically flexible because I think like you know he's he's had a lot of managers, <laughs> yeah. And so like, but he's also as a result he's had a lot of influences. He's played in kind of different systems mm-hmm. and different roles. So I think that, uh, and I, I think he will have seen the value, especially if how Mourinho approached it, but also guys like Ancelotti, for example. Yeah. Um, so I think that because the thing is, be, you know, when you're a team of a certain caliber, right, and uh, you're you're the better team going right. into a game, a lot of times that dictates how the team how the game is going to play out. Mm-hmm. You know, True. with uh, what the other team gives up in terms of possession or territory or whatever. So I think that Chelsea will have to be on the front foot, um, and I think that I mean I think that they'll press somewhat. But, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see Chelsea fall back in certain situations, too. You know what I mean? Because, again, like Lampard did that so many times when, he, when they needed to. So, mm. I think that he'll be uh, pretty flexible. Cool, cool, cool. Well, before we go on break, uh, of course, I, of course I, I would be remiss if I, I didn't talk about my Euro team, Man United. Of course, we splashed some major, some major coin, some major <laughs> quid for Harry Maguire uh, from Leicester. 80 Ooh. million pounds. <laughs> You know, I mean, we needed it. I, I'll, I'll say that it. much. You guys are yeah. probably just outbidding yourselves. But. Yeah, like, like, like that's that thing trips me up. Like, like you won't believe because, like, you, we are we spent on Wambazaka. You know, yeah, our record for a full, for a fullback, yeah. and then you do it again for a center back, uh, a record for a center back. And granted, you know, we 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 do need help on on the back line. Like, yeah. I think that goes without saying. I, I just think that you know one, like in what world is Harry Maguire eighty million pounds? Like that's just twenty nineteen you know, in the Premier yeah, League. It's it's very baffling for sure. I mean, is Ed Woodward really? Uh, is is he the guy that uh, you know gets you guys back to glory? Or man, <laughs> listen, <laughs> we I don't think we we, st- we never did hire a director of football. So it's like so it's you know right. it's, it's it's one of those things where it's like okay, you know. We keep hearing about it. It hasn't happened yet. We're still making, but we're still making moves. Which you know, it's no, it's all, right. it's all right. You know, like I will say, like we've had a, sol- a solid uh, 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 preseason. You know, we we toured uh, the U.S. and you know had a pretty had a pretty solid uh, tour. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think the Ole Gunner has had done a, a really good job as far as you know, like trying to break in uh, young kids, Daniel James, Mason Greenwood. You know, like those guys have really had the opportunity to really, you know, show out um, during preseason. And I'm hoping that, you know, that will continue on you know, into the regular season. But uh, but, yeah, I think that, you know, 80 million pounds, like like yeah. like like there's like the fact that Lester, you know, really just put that type of flex on Man, on Man United to yeah. say, like, hey, you're going to pay us 80 million dollars. And then and then on top of that, I, I, they pretty much blew up the uh the Lukaku deal you know mm-hmm. we were just about this close to send him over to Juventus and we're going to get both uh Paul Dybala and Mario uh Mandzukic. I was like like are, are we sure we're making the right move because <laughs> like if, if Lukaku's worth that like players of that caliber I'm like yeah, you might want to just think again like like we need to think about is are we making the right move because like granted Lukaku's still like twenty five, like dude. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he he has his limitations. I think you know he he is in his prime, but I think we know that he's a finished product in terms of what he can do. I think uh, for 
you know, uh, an aging Mandzukic, and then Apollo Dybala that had a down year. I guess Juve are maybe selling low on both of them and trying to get someone that's maybe in his prime that's a known quantity because right. you know what you're going to get with yep. Lukaku. I mean... And maybe you can make the argument that, like, he's pretty talented and things didn't work out on Man U for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. Maybe you feel like you can still work with him and his, let's say, improve his touch a little bit or I, maybe I, you feel I like he'll the, be better in a different league. I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I just think the biggest thing there is just that I think that there's... I think there's political pressure to... To uh, play Rashford, given that he's the homegrown product and he's the uh, he's okay. the big name, and which I understand, like you know, he's he's a United product, so and you know you want to have like your homegrown guys, you know, get get in, it, especially if, if they're actually doing well. And that's why I think like guys like Greenwood and and James are going to you know get the opportunity to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, and it just it just so happens, you know, he's li- likely the odd man in this in that situation. But uh, we're still beating all this on, on Sunday, just so you know. And don't you know, know about that. You know, I, I, I'm pretty positive we got that. You know? <laughs> and um, you know, we'll. I said we'll, we'll we'll see what's up there. But uh, we're gonna take a quick break. You know, uh, on on the flip side, we'll t- we'll talk about the home team, and and um, talk about Lennon and Fan TV and their and their meet up with Arsenal Fan TV. And uh, you know, so we'll be right back. We'll pay some bills. We'll be right back. And we are back. You know, th- thanks for Anchor for paying our bills. We appreciate it. You know, keep the lights on and all, and all that stuff, man. Uh, like we said last week, uh, make sure that, you know, you, you share the podcast, you know, with all your friends, your homies, your bays, your booze, all that stuff. So, but, um, but yeah, man. Um, so, of course, we for those who are familiar with, uh, with, and fan TV or those who, who who aren't tell us about like like your your format and like how how that works uh the format yeah so basically we are a fan channel that gives a voice for the fans a platform for them to speak their thoughts and their opinions every single match and um yeah i mean basically you know in terms of the the ethos that's that, but what we are trying to achieve is kind of bring a little bit more production value to it as well. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on the video side, bring you some uh, something to really chew on and, uh, and enjoy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we do podcasts, we do fan cams, which are the post-match reactions that are immediately, like, raw and, like, just very visceral after uh, a match at, a, you know, away or at home. And, um, yeah, we also do some kind of, you know, we do some FIFA stuff with uh, some players. We also do some uh, special type of projects as well. So, uh, yeah, we're just trying to make good content, really. So, yeah. That's well, what, what was the inspiration um, um, behind behind the channel? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, it's the whole European setup of uh, fan channels. I mean, you know, obviously AFTV is one inspiration, but Redmond TV and... Um, uh, the uh, Red Devils and, you know, all that, that uh, definitely is something that I want to bring here to America, essentially, mm-hmm. to make sure that, uh, you know, the fans, they have their voice heard if, you know, they really have an issue with something or they just want to gush about, you know, the, the team and whatnot, but don't feel like they have a forum. And, um, yeah, I think in terms of not only those fan channels, but it's, you know, kind of a lot of what's uh, out there in terms of new media. 
not only the vlogs, but not only like uh, some of what Copa 90s have done, but unfortunately have let go of uh, with, uh, you know, budget cuts. Food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so really, yeah, add a little bit of that fun as well as the um, the fan experience as well on top of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a, f- a few weeks ago, it's like, I think like the world collide. You know, you, you had uh, the guys from AFTB, Robbie Earl, uh, Robbie Lau, and and troops uh, came down here. Tell us, tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, our buddy Devin and uh, Jay, they went up to the ICC in Charlotte, and we had already been kind of uh, talking with AFTB and Ultimate Football Fan. And uh, basically, they just went and picked up Robbie and troops, and they brought him down to Atlanta, gave him a place to stay and whatnot. Uh, so yeah, I mean, big shout out to them for bringing them down. And then yeah, you know, we got to collab a little bit with Robbie with troops, talk with them. They came on the fan cams, which was awesome. And it was yeah, I think um, I think huge for the worlds colliding in uh, in America for sure and England in terms of like. Uh, kind of melding that, um, I think is super cool because I think they see the the kind of potential and future of MLS as well, mm-hmm. and I think they have a a part to play in maybe the growth of MLS. I think, uh, especially fan channels, I think as well because yeah, I mean they're at the forefront. Uh, it's hard to compete though, you know, with uh, European clubs not only on just uh, you know the transfer fees, but mm. in terms of fans, I mean, they you know Arsenal alone, I think on Facebook have like forty million likes. Yeah, and conversely, Atlanta United, it's like I think somewhere last time I checked, somewhere in the three hundred thousand, which is just that's a massive disparity. Mm-hmm. So in terms of that. Uh, and that's saying a lot because I think United is actually like one of the more most followed on in as far as MLS goes. Indeed, indeed. Right. Yeah, and so that's that's the uh the, the hurdle, but I think that's where uh you know Europe can really I think see the potential though of MLS and that there are a lot of fans. And I think, you know, it's, it's the of course kind of common thing of being able to speak English. Yeah. So that's where it's like, oh okay, well I can kind of get into this game. I'll have an American team, okay. Uh, and that, I think that's where it can play in. Like, you know, Atlanta United are one of the most ambitious teams probably in the world right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So in terms of that, that's, you know, where we can all kind of ride that wave together. And as they say, the uh, rising tide raises all ships. And, you know, let's make it happen. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of that, uh, like the past week, uh, there's been a lot of buzz back out in L.A., uh, you know, trying to like the buzz is always like the past year or so has been all about LAFC but you know, of course you had the pretty much the kings of the mountain of L- LA Galaxy said like hey like we can still we still got some money we can still put some flex on it they've been chasing uh, Christian Pavone from Boca uh, Boca Juniors yes. you know basically going back and forth as far as trying to get him uh, brought over on a on I've heard first it was a permanent deal now I heard like it's probably going to be a loan at least to start uh, and then a loan for this year, and then the transfer fee would uh, then go to like twenty five million, which would by far be a transfer record for MLS. Uh, you know, it's we we mentioned it last week. Uh, you know, as far as like just on the just talking about the supporter side, as far as like you know the newer teams are really kind of raising the game as far as just the the overall 
game experience. But of course, at the same time, like you have um, the, these new teams also being willing to spend money, mm-hmm. and it's exactly. and it's, it's definitely going to um, force you know the the old tried and true to be like, like hey, we got to you know step step our game up, you know, otherwise mm-hmm. we get we get left behind. And I think that you know you're going to see. Like the, the the old giants like hey 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 we 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 still got this here <laughs> like, right no it's, it's true yeah I mean in terms of that um I think LA United <laughs> showed maybe where to shop for mm. sure um and so yeah I think LA Galaxy with that uh, you know that loan deal it is kind of still they have that fourth DP problem and so yeah like I like, see like that maybe with the loan but either way um you know I think LA Galaxy. They don't really need more attack. Maybe they need maybe a more complete team, but mm-hmm. they're still diabolical in the back. And so it's just, yeah. uh, you know, they might be, you know, learning where to find the attractive options to bring in. But, yeah, they're still, I think, a shambles at a few number of places. So, um, yeah, I think they, they need to work on a lot more than just Christian Pavon. Yeah, I, I, it's, you know, it's, it's amazing to me, like, you know, obviously, you have the attraction value of of signing a big name attacker, you know, mm-hmm. from Europe or mm-hmm. from South America. Uh, but at the same time, defense always seems to get neglected, and it's like, you know, I, yeah. I, I, get, I get you know, gold sells tickets. I I, I get that, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, if you actually want to win, you actually need need at least some type of competent defense. And if you're just spending uncontrollably on 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 attack. It's going to come a point in time, especially if you, if you actually want to win championships, where you're going to need some defense. What's funny is uh, I think last season, yeah, it had to be because Ashley Cole was here. Last season, uh, LA Galaxy had the most expensive backline in MLS. I think it might have been in MLS history. Yeah. But uh, I mean, and they ship goals for fun. You know what I mean? It's the MLS. MLS is an interesting league for sure. I think that uh, most teams invest in their attack, and mm-hmm. you know, and you know, there is the case. You know, the issue issue of like limited allocations and mm-hmm. needing to be smart with uh how you build your roster and yeah most teams opt for one or two strong attacking plays and then kind of figuring it out for them. i mean like cincinnati spent a decent amount of allocation money and on, they're on their third coach now like, on, the, Jesus, on defenders man. like so you know like even if you try for a defense big uh or you know try to go big on defense it seems like mm, not always doesn't work out that way yeah, no, for, for sure. I, I think uh, FC Cincinnati, they kind of did it the route that you really don't advise a team to do it. You know, they they went cheap on the attack, uh, you know, got a ridiculous number of draft picks. Uh, yeah. And really, it's just like we see and the... Speaking of which, Philly is proving that strategy all the way correct because yeah. they gave up all their picks. They were like, we don't need this. And, you know, <laughs> they're, gonna they, <laughs> they absolutely mollywopped D.C. over the past weekend. And Ooh, they're, they're, they're still, you know, over over their home team by, by three points. But we still got a game in hand. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like their strategy, you know, this uh, go, just going back from from the super draft up to now, it's like basically been paying off unbelievably. And, you know, like who would have thought, you know, uh, the Philadelphia union would be, you know, this late in the season, they're still in first place. Like it's, it's it's actually a a great Testament to the foundation that Ernie Stewart uh, laid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're of course, Jim Curtin and Benny Olsen, yeah, like those guys, are are straight up survivors. Like that's, that's all I can really say. Like you know, Curtin's actually you know you know proved everyone right. Like 
you know, how Benny Olsen's still there after huh? all this time. Like, he got he, he knows where all the bodies are. Yeah. <laughs> it, it has to be, right? But, yeah. no, or it's uh, MLS because of the parody. I mean, you can go from absolutely horrific to, like, pretty decent and, you know, near the top of the conference. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just a, it could be a matter of a month and, you know, there you go. Hey, yeah. re- hey, remember that time when, you know, the home team was still, you know, floundering around last place and then, you know, you know, at least on on Saturday we were we were tied for first. You know, like I said, Philly right. Philly uh, uh, came back and uh, won their game on Sunday, so they still had a three point advantage over us. But um, but yeah, you know, like we we've had a pretty good week, man. Like, you know, like I said, we're like I said, it's Tuesday night. You know, we're we're on our way to a U.S. Open Cup Open Cup final. You know, we're we're still just a, a shades hair outside of first place. I wasn't there on Saturday Saturday, so but I did see like at least part of the game. Uh, like first, the the fact that we finally had Barco, Joseph, and PT yes. all all on the, all the, on the field, yes. all the at the same time. Yeah. You know, it's like all the moons you know came together, said, "Hey, we are finally you know, all, all here as one." Uh, tell tell me, like like how how did they look? You know, just overall, because of course, we, like of course, the, the match, the man, the match was on goal. So yeah, absolutely was. Yeah, yeah for sure. No, yeah, uh, I think the match we looked good. We uh, definitely lacked in the finishing department, but in terms of uh, the moves, in terms of the interplay, the the link up play, it was mostly all there. And it's really just finishing is kind of the the ugly. You know, not the ugly thing, but the the elephant in the room that you know mm. we just we need to really fix uh, for sure. We need to just be more clinical in front of goal, but of course that's easier said than done. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in terms of you know not having LGP, that was it was a pretty solid match. Uh, you know, like without him as well. So very interesting in that regard. Mm. Uh, you know, it really brings questions for that back line of who is the. Starting back line going forward, I think still it's LGP playing a huge part of that. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, the fact that Paco played so well, it was really good, you know. And yeah. um, Justin Miram, I think, uh, proving more and more that the left wing back position is likely his going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, I wonder if, you know, how injured is he from this Orlando City match. Mm-hmm. Um but, yeah, I mean, and Joseph Martinez scoring in nine consecutive matches. That ain't too bad either. Uh, with 67 goals, I think he's also tied for the most goals in a three-year span. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, all in all, really, really good stuff to come from that. I think a lot of people, though, still would have liked to see Zlatan play a part. Because, yeah, it's a, it's a big marquee name. It's a big marquee matchup in terms of the most winningest team versus the, you know, uh, the reigning champs. Right. So, yeah, I think... You know, in terms of that regard, I think we won't want to see and test our might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's the thing. It's like that's good. Like I said, it was a missed opportunity that Zlatan did not play. So it became like a match that I mean, like all your home matches, you feel like you have to win, but mm-hmm. especially uh, with a team missing their best player. Yeah, yeah, that that was the inter- interesting thing because, of course, you know we we're here on on ground level in Atlanta, and of course we hear pretty much all the gossip all the bitching like mm-hmm. I, i'm i'm in greensboro and all i all i'm hearing about is you know well we don't like the fact that sun trust provided the signs for you know instructions for the for the card stunt because we had a, a stadium-wide card stunt you know you'll you'll see it in, in the lookbook like it, it looked amazing but the fact that you know 
SunTrust contributed. I'm like, dude, like, you know, for uh, and and, I, and we talked about this on our social media uh, the past couple of days. Like, the, the the big thing that that really just annoys me there is that people need to realize that for a stadium our size, card stunts are going to run you about a good twenty five, thirty thousand dollars. So unless you know you your your supporters group, you know has that type of money just laying around saying, Hey, we could spend this and, and not have to worry about, you know, paying our bills going forward, you know, more than likely you're probably gonna need some type of cooperation, whether it be from the front office or a sponsor. Cause I mean, obviously you, you want to have, you want to be able to try that type of stuff. If, if your front office allows you to, cause that's another thing. Cause like not every team has a great relationship with their front office, yeah. you know, like their, their supporters groups are like, okay, like, yeah, hey, yeah, we're here. We tolerate them, but you know, you know, we don't really fuck with them like that. You know, we just glad that, you know, they, they pop smoke every so often and then they get a little rowdy. That's about it. You know, right. Right. But, but we'll, but we'll suspend them, you know, the moment they, 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 they talk shit. So right. I think the team knows that the supporters groups, uh, the supporters, supporter groups are the lifeblood of this team in mm-hmm. a sense where yeah they're uh you know at least at home we bring that energy we bring that um that veracity that uh opposing teams they struggle playing it and mm-hmm. so that's a major factor in why we're you know doing as well as we are we're also buying up all the merch in MLS we're mm-hmm. also you know doing a lot of things i think that are pushing forward the game uh, that's, I think, you know, why shouldn't we, you know, be allowed to just at least, you know, get this type of, uh, kind of help a little bit because, yeah. you know, in terms of those optics, right? Yeah, it's outrageous. Like, you know, <laughs> I think, you know, anytime you can get, uh, the world to pay attention to MLS, that's a, a good thing, 20 plus year old league versus these century year old leagues, right? Yeah. That's an absolute win, and uh, I think it just comes off as salty from other fans. Yeah, it, it, it really doesn't make any sense to me. Like, you no, know, like when you just go into like just the overall uh, logistics of it, you know, if you want to do something small and just you know, hey, just keep it, you know, keep it relatively basic. Hey, more power to you. They but the same like Chicago Fires, uh, yeah, like, right. You know, I'm, I'm, I, you know, when they go to Soldier Field next year and they want to try try our red and white. Uh, cars start around around the whole state, and they'll be like, "Hey, they're probably going to be going to you know some some big company in Chicago." To say like, "Hey, you know, if y'all like like, what can we do to kind of work this out?" Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they'll be like, "Hey, this is good publicity. Why not try to go ahead and, and go for it?" Uh, you know, I I understand. You know, it's somewhat of a slippery slope just because you know you don't want to obviously come off you know too corporate, but at the same time, you know, if it's a, if it's an, an occasional thing to where. Mm-hmm. You could have something that will bring eyes to your product and to your team. Yeah, fuck it. You it's know, like yeah, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> I mean, the last time I did it was was the Vamos ATL, and like, look how memorable that was. And uh, yeah, you know, the semifinal of the playoffs. But mm-hmm. I think that's part of it too, is well timed and all of that. And this over the weekend, it was a record crowd. It was a rec- it was, uh, yeah, all uh, we broke their all time record crowd once right. again. You know, <laughs> and of course, you know. People were even questioning. That. Like, remember, this was a game on Big Fox. Yeah. You know, like had had Ibra played, you would have all the optics. Would, there would have been a lot of eyes on that product. So, yeah. you know, I think that people sometimes, you know, miss the forest amongst the trees and everything, and just like you know, the platform was there for that type of TFO card stunt uh, to go go about. You know, whether it's you know here in Atlanta. 
LAFC, Red Bulls, you know, with Miami when when they start playing like, you know, if you have the opportunity to go big, go big, fuck it, you know, yeah, like 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 go ahead, you know, because at the end of the day, you're expressing your your passion for your club, you're 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 ex- expressing, you know, what your culture is all about. Of course, that's obviously you know what what we try try to um, do with this show, like in. Like it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why would you complain over that? Like I said, I get the risk, but at the same time, the it's the, the payoff mentality. I feel like uh, the payoff is worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did y'all watch the All Star game? We did. I did. Um. Yeah. No, I did not. <laughs> don't don't, don't I, worry. I, don't worry. Nobody else did either. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no. Exactly. They were one of the lowest rated. Right. Yeah. You know. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I. I've heard a lot of different views there as far as like. Because of that, we should get rid of the All Star game. Like, first of all, mm. I, I feel like they they had a lot of things working against it, which itself, you know, one be this, yeah. <laughs> what well, that the schedule, you mm-hmm. know, because like basically like you basically just like kind of like scrunch it up in between, you know, yeah, where there's still fixtures. It's not really even a break. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're basically like, it's just like a regular, you know, uh, match week. Like you just happen to. Just, play 30 minutes you did and the the skills challenge was pretty cool but like i said like you know you're trying to you know just kind of rush right through it and you're not really giving the game and the event the type of attention that it probably should deserve if you want to actually make it a showcase event for the league yeah and you know i think that uh they should go full all-star game format with it you know like Yeah, I understand why they started, you know, playing the European teams and so on. But then, like, that in itself really doesn't make sense in terms of a matchup, in terms of optics. Because here you have these European teams who are actual teams. Mm -hmm. And they are in their preseason, you know. So, it's like, that. I think that caps, uh, it puts a limit on how good that game game could be. Now, Mm -hmm. like, an East versus West or, like, however you decide... You know, like other leagues are starting to do, like uh, the All Star Draft, yeah, and captains and stuff yeah. like that. Like, mm-hmm. and I think at this point, with mm-hmm. uh, how many teams there are on MLS, and that's growing, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, every team is starting to bring in uh, uh, one or two quality players. I yeah. think you could have two full teams, two like fifteen man squads, let's say. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just make it like just make it relevant to the league. You know, I just think like these. Uh, other teams that have nothing to do with the league, I actually think that like takes away from it, takes away from the whole all star mm-hmm. factor to it. You know, especially when you think about the fact that you know basically it's, it turns into okay, half the team is all DPS, and I you know granted you know they're the big names and everything, but it's a really kind of showcasing like what type of quality that the league has. You know, because not everyone went to Europe. You know, and a lot of people are. Well, we're developed here in, in in MLS, and you know, I actually brought up a, a point on on the socials uh, last week. Like, you have one thing that isn't fat, didn't quite enough because I think part part of it is because uh, free agency is so limited here. Mm-hmm. But you're not able to really use like your all star selections as as any type of leverage when you want to go in for a new contract. You sure. know, because yeah. you know if if you are down there on, on a, like you could be having a great season, but you know, you get skipped over for, uh, for Carlos Vela. And it's like, okay, you know, yeah. that, that kind of takes away from, from your market value, whether it be for a new contract here or for, you know, going, uh, moving on to another club elsewhere. Yeah. And 
uh, or the point that you, that, that you made, Mark, actually makes a, a shit ton of sense as far as, you know, being able to showcase what the league has. Because all the except like, like none of the other sports ha- actually have a East-West uh, format. Like it's all like either, you know, AFC, NFC, which is bi-coastal, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or in the NBA and NHL's case, they're, they're moving to like kind of a fan, fantasy draft type yeah. of setup. And so I, th- I think in that regards, I like that would probably be like the, the route I would go if we did change it. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that the the issue with the Euro uh, club setup is that there's a finite number of big name clubs, you know, and how many times are you gonna, are you going to play? Man United, how many times can you play Bayern? How many times can you play Juventus? Before it's like, okay, we we already played them like you know five years ago. We got to figure out, you know, um, you know, is everything going to be all right? You know, mm, not, we, they were they were they were cool when they had Tim Howard, but other than that, it's like, mm, yeah, this might not draw too, draw too well. I think that's I think that's kind of part of the problem with with uh, Atletico Madrid is that you know with Griezmann being gone. Like you really didn't have that big of a name. Of course, they did have Joe Felix, and that and that kid is good. Yeah, that kid is good. But I think in terms of big cachet, big right. name, Rec- name recognition, yeah, 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 the the fans can really grab onto it. Just doesn't uh, kind of click there. I mean, maybe a Diego Costa, maybe right, even um, yeah, and even to a degree, but not yeah, so much. But everybody hates Diego Costa. So <laughs> well, everybody in Arsenal. Diego Costa in this podcast, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I agree that uh, the, the Euro team maybe isn't the thing to go forward, but there also is that argument of, is this a frivolous type of exhibition to begin with? That's, yeah, I mean, speaking on that contract, like, you know, oh, I got chosen for the All-Star game, but I got injured in the All-Star game, and now my yeah. next contract, I might not be able to get as much because mm. I'm now labeled as injury-prone because of... You know, something like that, and right. AKA like a Greg Garza. Yeah, and, yeah, know, absolutely. It's, uh, it's kind of uh, it could be super great in terms of you know maybe getting optics in you know a European club to look at you, maybe an LGP in that regard where you pretty much stopped Diego Costa twice in that match. But it could be the detrimental effect of a Greg Garza. So it's right now, yeah, I think it needs a, a lot of kind of reformation, something to. To make it more attractive, if you really want to do that going forward, because I mean, it's just yeah, we're American League, so we want to to have an All Star game. Right. But, I, mean, I mean, it's it's a great opportunity to promote the league, but I think yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that you you need to put you need to put the league in a position where you're you're showcasing it in, in a in a way that does show one the value, two the diversity, and of uh, of what the league has to offer. And I think that under the current format, you basically just kind of limited to, okay, here's our big names. And then, and the big names in the Americans, that's it. <laughs> that's really it. Yeah. Mostly too. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, and then plus, yeah, most of the guys that have the big names, they get a run out of like 20 minutes. Right. Yeah. Like I, I think, every, I think everyone was kind of like on a, on a finite, like 20, 30 minutes. Okay. You're, you're okay, next. Yeah, right. Cycle through a lot. I mean, I guess they try to make it more interesting with the the mic'd up type of thing. Uh, the with... fact that Walker Zimmerman 
went through like most of that game mic'd up and like mind you you're still you're trying to you're trying to have a full conversation with the, yeah. with, the with the commentators make a and, tackle and at the same time you're trying to make a tackle you're trying to you know make sure all, all, all your assignments game. are covered yeah. it's like yeah. that like i was honestly impressed by that i was like that's actually yeah. pretty pretty actually, cool. i think probably is a good thing for at least Guzan and zimmerman because they actually can you know, hear each other and that's actually like kind of a fun thing is like you kind of have like the agent on the inside type of deal where it's like yeah you know you can actually hear and just whisper to him pretty much and right right yeah do what you want right yeah, yeah. but uh but other than that yeah i mean it's uh the the, the game was uh, very much kind of a slog um and it was unfair for Atletico Madrid to bring on like it was just like eight dudes that are part of their actual starting eleven yeah. right. at the latter part of the match. Yeah, it was right. just like you know at that point. Yeah, of course they're up one nil. Yeah, they're just, they they have the they have the game. It's right. It's not going to be all that interesting. It's like oh okay. Uh, do you let's just make sure we get some run. Let's give them an appearance fee. You know, and you know exactly. make sure they show up. Right. And it's like yeah, smoke them at the at the end of the game. But yeah, exactly. it's it's uh, the All Star game definitely needs some type of work. I, I you know, if you're going to keep it, you got to figure out something to where, like I said, like it's it's mutually beneficial for the league, the players, and the fans. Because obviously, I think it's a it's a it's an event that you know you want to bring everyone together and bring eyes on that product. And you know, I I, I part of that what I actually would say would be not putting on FS1 because FS1 doesn't bring a lot of eyes to their product. True. True. But uh, but I do think that you know you have to be careful about you know like what teams that you are inviting in if they're you know and give that event time to actually be promoted to where people will want to watch that. So yeah, yeah. but yeah, but yeah, man, it's um it's it's, it's been uh, let's get into some questions before we wrap up here. I just, I just want to add that Orlando takes another L then because of that. Oh, that's what yeah, that's, right, that's why we didn't even get to uh, to the game. Yeah. Like, oh well, yeah, yeah, but in terms of the All Star game too. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. of course, <laughs> of course, we would lose in in, our, in Orlando. Like you know, that's just what they're they're used to yeah, that's doing. Just what they do. Yeah, right? and of course, well, you know, like, like I said, we they we saw the home team handle things without Joseph uh, mm-hmm. in Orlando. So we we get, we reach our first U.S. Open Cup final. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, on a Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> Woo! Yep, exactly. but uh, yeah, let, let's get to that real quick before we get into the, to the Q and A. Um, uh, what, what was y'all's thoughts? Like, one thing that I've been trying to figure out for the longest time, like I've been, I've been noticing like for like the past month, why is it that Atlanta United always puts up like the wrong formation and when they when they put out their their starting eleven lineups yeah. on, on social media, like we end up never running that same that four three. Yeah. Uh, four three three, uh, yeah. yeah four three three, and, and it was a. It's a, usually a three five two. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, during our best stretch last year, we had that type of yeah. action where Absolutely. we were putting out a four three three, and we played a three five two. And um, yeah, I think maybe the digital team is in on it a little bit. Maybe they're having some fun. At this point, they're it. trolling. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, that's yeah, not it's never yeah, and like just mirror him up top. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It just uh, of course he's not, but. Because, uh, yeah, we were playing wing backs. We we're definitely not going to, you know, uh, play Gressel at right back if we have to. I mean, right. he could play everywhere. <laughs> I mean, he's played everywhere else. So, you know, like only, yeah. only person he hadn't played is keeper. That's pretty yeah. much it. Yeah, almost pretty much. I mean, yeah. and center back maybe, yeah. But yeah. Uh, And I think in terms of, uh, like, lineup-wise, like we mentioned in the fan cams, um, yeah, I mean, why even bother with the shape 
Just put the names yeah. down, like one, 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 all the way down, and just uh, be done with it. But I mean, you I don't guess... really mess with people like like. Hold up, what, 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 what's this? What's this shape? It yeah. just, just all Cause... stacked behind each other. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's, everybody. Yeah, ends up gifting the uh, bold strategy cotton thing. Uh, right, course, right, but, uh, right, right. Yeah, and it, I think uh, in terms of that, I mean, the lineup, I think, really worked as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, in terms of the performance. You saw, like, a really, you know, as he's been, a resurgent Justin Miram who's out to prove something, mm-hmm. who really wants to get one over Orlando City, and he definitely did here, at least in terms of being on the winning side. Yep. Uh, but he put in a good performance as well. Um, yeah, and I think um, the the perplexing thing still for me is Barco at the 60-minute no. mark. Well, he didn't make it that far. Uh, yeah, it was like, 48. 49. That's 49. right. That's right. Yeah. And for Carlton to come on, right. And so, uh, and we which, found out after the match. That... Which I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat glad that Carlton got a chance to play. Because, I mean, like, we, sure. of course, you and I go back on, on that one, going back to last year, as far as him getting the opportunity to play. Of course, he's, he's definitely, you know, falling down and come back up and falling down a couple times um, yeah. in, in that time. Um I personally, I think that he needs an opportunity probably elsewhere, at least at least on a loan to where he can get a chance to really establish himself and kind of improve his value. Because I think that given the type of quality that we have on, on the squad right now, there even if he was playing well, there really isn't much opportunity for him to play because the yeah. players that we have in front of him are just better. Yeah, and yeah. that's the, the kind of issue, though, as well, is that um, you know intra-MLS, there's not a lot of loaning back and forth yeah. between yeah. teams. And so that's the crux of it is, yeah, I mean, we have a reserve squad. I mean, seemingly... He should be playing more with the reserve squad, but, um, but that's the thing that there have some issues there. I think that part of sickness as well. But. Yeah, I think part of the issue there is that you know, especially with all the stuff that's kind of come out uh, with him, just you know, just the mistakes that he's kind of made off the field and, and also mm-hmm. with the club. I think mm-hmm. that a lot of that can be attributed just to the fact that you're you're in your confines of playing at home. You know, sure, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know it's like you you yeah, hanging out with his friends, right? Yeah, you're, you're hanging out with the same guy, same crew. Sure. Um, you know, you get to at least be close to home, right. if not, There's if not still living at home, yeah. right? Essentially, and, but I, I still think though Andrew Carlton has the talent. He, oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, absolutely is a guy that uh, has shown it not only on the you know you whatever teens levels mm-hmm. uh, at uh, you you know, 17s World Cups and stuff like that. Uh, I think it is a difference in the level of USL and the players that he's playing with because there's a lot of academy players that are coming in. There's a lot of guys that, you know, maybe don't have the end product of, you know, our MLS players. Mm-hmm. And so, when you, you know, you saw him last year playing against DC United and he put in a great cross, didn't get credited for the cross, but still nonetheless, Joseph was yeah. able to finish it, right? But he put in a good ball. He beat a Lucho Acosta on the dribble. Uh, I mean, you know, he has the glimpses of it. It's just really the consistency now and showing that he's a professional, a reliable, a reliable you know? player. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because mm-hmm. um, like I, I, I look back, like we've talked about it on, on previous episodes. Like the fact that we have Breck Shea on 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 the squad, and, that, and there's a lot of similarities between uh, him and Carlton. Just had, like. I think that Carl um, Breck Shea was kind of like a, a case a case example guess, of yeah. mm-hmm. you know, a guy who who played at home got you know he 
Of course, he managed to do well at home, but at the same time, you know, he kind of plateaued. And I think that Carlton's kind of in the same position where, like, you're playing at home. You've, you know, granted, it's a different, it's a different dynamic here where you actually have better players in front of you. Mm-hmm. But I think that he's still comfortable to where, you know, it's like, hey, I can still coast because, you know, I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm a big shit at home. I think that kind of like um, how um, Lagos Kunga, um, sure. for example, like, he, mm-hmm. he got low. Uh, yeah. And uh, like he's done pretty well with uh, out in Memphis, and I think that just you know having the opportunity to get, to get away from home and kind of you know yeah. just focus on on the game mm-hmm. uh, has done pretty well for him. I think that uh, Carlton would probably benefit from a similar situation, that, whether it be Memphis, Birmingham, um, you know I- anywhere you know mm-hmm. beyond you know the comfy confines of, of, of the A. But um, but yeah, I, I, just going back to the to the game, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that you know. The fact that we were able to survive without Joseph, because I mean, everyone's all like every every big team has, you know, obviously their big name. Where it's like, like, okay, if we lose this guy, you know, we might have to kind of put all hands on deck. Right. And it was, and it was, uh, you still had that, but at the same time, it was a comfortable win, you know, because for one, Orlando shot themselves in the foot with ungodly awful finishing yes yeah i mean yeah dwyer as mark has been saying hey, yeah, atlanta legend yeah exactly <laughs> and um yeah and uh Kleischen also uh yeah. Kleischen, rather and um and so yeah those guys i mean i don't i don't i think they might not be kind of long for this level anymore for right one. yeah um and so maybe I think did they rotate a little bit? I think Miller is maybe more of their starting. Kind yeah, of I'm surprised. Guy. I am. I am kind of surprised that Mueller did not start this match. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I think definitely we still missed Joseph Martinez at points for sure yeah. because yeah, I think you saw some of the you know maybe runs that he would have you know finished off some of those chances, um, you know if he had uh, been playing, but. You know, it is it is what it is. Our our boys stepped up. Yeah, we I think did enough here to to see out what we needed. To do. And you know, like that first half was actually fairly comfortable. And mm-hmm. statistically, I mean, Atlanta had way more corners, way more shots, way more yeah. chances created overall. I think they deserved their goal more than Orlando did. Really and mm-hmm. truly, Orlando had their opportunity, sure. But and then like second half, you know, uh, you. We came out, approached it a little differently. Of course, that sub, again, the beginning half was changed it a little bit. But uh, not to say, I mean, Carlton did well. Yeah, he did well. And uh, for the most part, other than the question chance in the second half, it was... Yeah, fairly, it was easy. Yeah, it was fairly comfortable. Yeah, it got the mm-hmm. got the uh, the cementing goal. You know, yeah, finally. Yeah, Hyman yeah. got got his first uh, goal for Atlanta. Like, like you know, for like, it's kind of crazy. Like, you no, know, him, Merrim. Um, Mo Adams, like Dave, joined the uh, joined the team, and you know, pretty much relatively fast starts, yeah. relatively yeah. great. You know, like yeah. Hyman, like I, I followed him loosely uh, with uh, with Bournemouth. You know, like and basically, he kind of had like a lot of false starts there, as far as you know, bringing in t- onto the team. Mm-hmm. And you know, like he's come in, it's like like why is he not st- like somewhere in Europe? Cause like he's got talent. He's got a lot of talent. I think right. that he was doing well for Rangers as well. Right. Yeah. And so it's just a, a matter of, I think for him, it's that consistent playing time for a lot of players. Really, right. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, for Hyman, yeah, it's like, I think he matches our system just so well. Yeah. The, the pass and move, he's always available for a pass. And yeah, that's really, I think what's kind of helped solidify our 
when we play a three-man midfield. Yeah. And also to kind of help PT kind of, you know, move the play forward. And mm. that's a massive thing. Because, I think it helps Nagby as well because it's, yeah. it's oh, yeah. mainly Nagby who's doing that role. And to yeah. have somebody else who can share in that role with him. And yeah, I agree. It makes the midfield all that much stronger. Yes. And, and, and of course, you know, the... We would be remiss if we just forgot, you know, the sequel of the Remedy Shimmy. Oh, yeah. Yes, the Shimmy. <laughs> this one, this is more of a striker's finish. I mean, yeah, first yeah, yeah. the shot and then the following up and placing it so yeah. honestly. Dude, I mean. yeah, and making that near post run. I mean, he was, yeah, he, he wanted it. And, uh, yeah, I think one of you guys were saying the, the rest definitely helped. For sure, yeah. give him that energy to yeah, be able yeah, to... Yeah, he sat out Saturday against, against L.A., so right. yeah, he definitely yeah. was... You no, know, he was a force. Yeah, like, like and then maybe the Delta uh, Delta goals event maybe huh? helped him too. Maybe a little bit of that confidence. That, that like, was a oh, fun yeah. event. Like I've I, I heard a lot about about um, that event. We there was an event here in Atlanta at the Benz uh, Delta uh, Delta Travel Goals. Yeah. Yes, and uh, uh-huh. Delta Travel Goals, and basically like you know they had like this big. Um, Big thing up in the middle of the field. Maps with uh, different setups for all the different players, uh, and like I think Escobar, Tito, Remedi, and uh, Dion Pereira were all yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. And they got to bring along like slews of people that got the chance to like, whoever the winning team is to be able to go to I think wherever they want on Delta. Yeah. Not too bad. Yeah, I'll take you know? that. You yeah, know? That sounds pretty. Why fun. am I getting invited? Yeah. I know, right? Well, I'm you, like, you I, I, to, I, 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 you know, no. sign up for it. No, 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 no. I didn't know about it until the last. <laughs> I was like, well, shit, you know, like I, I could use a flight right now, but you know, it's, 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 it's all good, man. We could all use a vacation, man. Of course, exactly, but yeah, man. Like, um, yeah. Before we wrap, like I said, I, I didn't want to forget these uh, these questions and everything. Uh, again, thank you all for um, for for coming on. I actually got one when it's not working out for you, uh, Mark. That actually goes back to Chelsea. Um, Woo! Yeah, um, of course. This goes to uh, about uh, Pulisic. Goes. Um, how do you think this? Uh, this is uh, from uh, Corny from Atlanta Footy Mob. Uh, basically, What's up? Uh, the uh, the question is: uh, Do you think um, Pulisic will fit well and gel well within uh, Chelsea's system? And uh, I'll. I'll I'll go ahead and get, uh, let y'all do like an early uh, top four prediction for for this season for the EPL. Ooh. Let's do the polls question first. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he'll fit in well. I I think his ceiling, his potential is good player for a long time. So like, I don't think he'll be a star necessarily. But at the same time, I think that makes it more likely that he stays at Chelsea for the majority of his prime. Okay. Uh, if not his entire prime. And I mean, yeah, I, mean, I think that... I think what encourages, uh, what gives me uh, the most confidence in his ability to do well in the Premier League is his dribbling. Mm-hmm. I think the players who can dribble, who can take players on, typically find joy in the Premier League. And uh, yeah, so I think he'll fit in well with that alone. If he can add, you know, if he can continue developing his passing, add some goals, yeah, he could be a really good player, really key player for Chelsea for a long time. I think so. I mean, I'm excited. It's uh. It's still kind of surreal that we're talking about an American player, but you know, like at, at the same time, I feel like I've watched Pulisic enough overall over the past few years where I'm like, he's clearly a good player, you mm-hmm. know, whatever his nationality, and uh, he clearly has skills that he brings to the table, and I think that he can, yeah, I think he will be a blue for a long time. Cool, cool. It's still baffling for me that Pulisic is uh, at Chelsea. I mean, he's a Man U boy, like he. 
You know, it's interesting that he would have accepted that move, but yeah. I understand maybe from a financial standpoint, yeah, it's like, okay, right. yeah, of course, I'm going to But it's like, yeah, when someone gives you, like, are you really going to turn down, Charles, because you're like, mm, I'm going to hold out to see if another English club is going to, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, I think that, I think most players would take their first big move, like, when it comes. Yeah. But he also was at a really, really good club at Borussia Dortmund. Not playing, though. Yeah, not playing well. Which is wild. Was it, was yeah. it because of the kind of proposed move that was already before see some people uh, some people suggested that my thing i think it had more to do with Jadon sancho uh coming on playing well but also like Dortmund has been in this situation before i mean like but okay no like uh Shirla was playing over uh pulisic and surely they want you know a young guy to develop keep developing over a guy that's Pretty much nearing the end of his career, like, they, they groom guys very fast. I think that's the too. thing there is exactly. that you know, like once yeah, once you, exactly. yeah, like, like once you're once you're ready to go, it's like, hey, we're, we're going to get you out as soon as possible. You know, we're going to cash in and, right. and, and and make it work. So, I just I don't understand why. Like, I don't think it would make sense for them to not play Pulisic, whether or not a deal was in mm-hmm. place, and a deal was in place from January, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you know. Um, but at that point, like his future is decided, you know what I mean. So I think that there is no controversy there. So it should be like, I, I just, I don't they know. Want I think to limit his minutes so that he doesn't get injured for yeah. one. You know, all that type of stuff. It's I think it all plays a part probably at the end of the day. But. Sure, I mean he came on at the end of the season too. He had and he had yeah. some nice moments for Dortmund and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he finished strong there. Like he definitely, uh, he had a really strong finish there. Yeah, and of course, luckily, you know, like he he had a solid gold, gold cup. So I think that you know, right. right now, like he's probably arguably within the best form of his career right now. I, I think it's very easy to say right now, mm-hmm. and just the fact that you know they've they've already shown that you know they're they're going to give him an opportunity to play. And I think his price take alone warrants that you know they're going to give him the opportunity to kind of hang himself you know like whether you exactly. know, if you can play Damn. you can play if not you know we'll figure it out eventually so uh-huh. right you know, uh, there's that uh phil from chicago oh uh, we're gonna get the the top four oh yeah top, top, yeah, top four top oh four. yeah okay all right uh i'll go all right so uh <laughs> yeah i think uh my heart and my mind say different things um I'm sorry to the Liverpool fans out there, but uh, yeah, I want Man City to pretty much win again if they can, because it is one of those things. Like I know that Arsenal are not going to win the league. Of course, <laughs> my heart says, oh, "Okay, let's let's win the league." Maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my mind says, uh, "One of Man City or Liverpool are going to win it." I don't want Liverpool to break that duck or whatever it is. <laughs> right? They're not going to, and so for me, uh, I'm okay with. The uh, the kind of conglomerate uh, or the country owning a, a team <laughs> winning the thing because it's like you have that asterisk next to their their team and mm-hmm. uh, you know all the winnings that they have anyway. So right. It's like, okay. Well. Cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Liverpool, I think, is second. Uh, I think Man City. They they just have so much depth that I think they can pull it off anyway. So yeah. That's the annoying part is just how much money they spend and how many different starting 11s that they have already yeah they have like three starting 11s on their team it's ridiculous yeah that's an all-star team and an all-star team yeah Yeah. uh third i'm gonna go on a limb here and say Ah. (laughs) i can't in the room where (laughs) hey chelsea fan a man you fan and spurs are 
fucking well not gonna <laughs> finish above uh, Arsenal. So yeah, Arsenal did third. Already. Yeah, and uh, I'll have Spurs fourth. And unfortunately, I'm sorry, Grego, but Chelsea's fifth and <laughs> Man U is sixth. Oh God! <laughs> what you? I give you a little bonus. Sorry, it was a top four, but uh, yeah, yeah. What you got? Um, yeah, top two definitely the same. City pool. I think that uh, Tottenham were pains me to say. Kind of impressive what they did last season, mm-hmm. not bringing in anybody and making it. And they had injuries to deal with, I believe. Right. And uh, even Erickson, you know, according to some people, maybe wasn't at his best. Nope. Um, but uh, they might, might be heading to United, so you know, you never know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Spurs. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All of that. So yeah, we with these pen, pending transfers. Right. But I think that's uh, Spurs are best set up to. Improve because they already brought in um, in Dombele, I think. Yeah, in Dombele. In Dombele. Okay, yeah, and uh, and yeah, I just I think I think that they should have more expectation at this point. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the thing they've done, especially making it to the Champions League final, they've shown that like uh, yeah, with Kane there and Ali and the other players that they have, they they're a good team that they should be pushing for trophies. I think that they'll be third. Um, maybe get closer to the top two. Mm-hmm. Fourth, I don't know. I, I really, I don't know. He doesn't like, want to say it. Is it is tight between all of them. Yeah, it really and it's not. Tight. It's not just. It's not just Arsenal, Chelsea, Man U. In my opinion, like mm-hmm. looking at the business that Wolves have done mm-hmm. and Everton have done, and to a degree last year, we'll see how they replace Maguire. Um, I think they have an outside shot. I'm gonna go. I think I'm going to go with Arsenal because I know, right? Because they were fifth. Right. And uh, they they have that firepower. And, I mean, if they can just figure it, if they can just be average on defense, not even mm. good, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they can just be average and, like, they get the goals, man, yeah, I think. So I'm going to predict Arsenal for fourth. Man, you so for fifth. you us into the, the fourth <laughs> <laughs> again. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> and then uh and uh Man U fifth and Chelsea sixth. I think that oh, we wow. come up hopefully, light. Hopefully. Uh, no, I, I, I think I think that's actually pretty fair, you know, because you you don't know what Lampard's gonna give exactly. at this level. That's the thing. Like that's for me is is the big unknown for Chelsea is what is how how is Lampard gonna perform? And just like I said for the players, you have to allow that he's gonna make mistakes. Mm-hmm. So I think that they just miss out. Um I I will give like at least a, a bit of a preview because uh, next week we got they were going to do a, a larger uh, EPL preview episode. But I will say this: um, I I have a hard time really seeing Liverpool or Man City finishing beyond third. Uh, I I do see if there is one club who can kind of split that that up. Uh, at least as things stand right now, it probably is Spurs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and at least as far as my views on United, um, when Ole started last year, uh, when he first got the job and, and he went on that, on that unbeaten run, you saw the potential of what United could be. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, with a shit-ass back line. Mm-hmm. Now that you have, you know, some reinforcements on, on the back line, 
if they gel together pretty quickly with with the rest of the team, um, I would say it's definitely possible for them to uh, to finish top four. Not saying they will, but I think it's very possible. So I'll I'll go into that more detail uh, next week. Um, Before we wrap up here, I want to give a shout out to, of course, our our fam up in up in uh, Madison from Fort Madison FC. Everyone should have uh, received their awesome. Uh, Featherstone scars. Uh, I got mine on last Friday. Started, of course, we, we we've, yeah. been, we've been sharing um, all the pits that we that we can find as far as everyone that uh, that got their scarves uh, over the past weekend. Shout out to uh, Featherstone. Shout out to the Flock, Labara, Mingo Ladies, April, uh, Chris, Kyle, er- everyone up there. Andrew. Uh, shout out to. Uh, American football provisions for make, making this happen. You know, I'm I'm all the way pleased with with how with this product and how it came about. We may have to do another one pretty soon, man. You know, um, like I said this one came out pretty 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 nice. So like, hopefully, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm hoping that um, yeah, I'm hoping that uh, we can uh, get some <laughs> get some new set up. Uh, hopefully, you know, with the Euro season start. Euro season starting up, uh, you know, next couple of weeks. Uh, we may have a new project uh, coming up pretty soon. But, um, but yeah, shout out to them. Um, you know, as as we started off the episode, shout out to all the kids starting school right now. Y'all better than me. I'm like it's too hot. It's too hot for school, man. It's too hot. But um, but yeah, of course. Um, you know, thank you guys uh, for coming on. Absolutely. Where can they find Lean Out of Fan TV? Absolutely, yeah. So YouTube, Atlanta United Fan TV, uh, ACL UTD Fan TV on Twitter, and then Atlanta United Fan TV pretty much everywhere else. So yeah, check it out if uh, you know you want to get some uh, some fan uh, generated content from uh, yeah some really just passionate dudes really wanting and loving talking about Atlanta United football in general. Cool, cool, cool. Um, is he, you want to get your your, your, your personal? Uh yeah sure sure uh yeah I'm Nickelodeon uh on Twitter and Instagram uh it's I'm easy to find um, <laughs> yeah yeah it, it spells it spells like how it sounds like cool 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 but yeah like, of course in the meantime you know you always catch us up on the social media FTC UTD uh check out our check out our our episodes coming out every Wednesday as always check out the, the online store ftcutd.myshopify.com um, you know, you know, we're always we're always free to get that smoke for you. You know, catch up on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Still fuck Snapchat. I ain't got time for that. Go over that shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, like I said, th- thank you guys for your support. Like I said, you know, make sure that you share this episode and past episodes with your friends. Get the word out again. We're the best kept secret in soccer. I got it right this time. It's only took me like three, five takes in, uh, at the beginning of the show. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yes, again, uh, thank, thank you guys for uh, checking out this episode. This is for the culture, for Grego, for Mark, for AJ. The culture's everywhere. The culture's real. Uh, rest in peace, Tony Morrison, and we out.